Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. So in the month of January, we in Science of Mind churches, most parts of the, the world, go back to what we call the basics. We study the first four chapters of this book, the Science of Mind textbook, <clears throat> and uh, the first four chapters sort of outline what the rest of the book is about. If you have not uh, picked up this book, I encourage you to. It will literally change your life if you apply the principles that are in this book. The back of the book, it looks rather daunting. The back of the book is a, lo- a glossary, and then there's a section which um, Ernest Holmes calls affirmations and uh, meditations. They're really sweet little sayings that, or prayers, actually, that will help you if your heart is in um, a suffering place. You might read some of these, and you'll be lifted up by them. And then he has a whole chapter in here on the teachings of Jesus, interpreted metaphysically. Anyway, about this much of the, the book is actually the teaching. So I encourage you to pick up this book. In the very first, he says this. These lessons are de- dedicated to that truth which frees man from himself and sets him on the pathway of a new experience which enables him to see through the mist to the eternal and changeless reality. The eternal and changeless reality of life itself. Last week, uh, uh, Reverend Larry talked about the first chapter, which Ernest Holmes called the thing itself. And um, sweet name for God, the thing itself. Call it Fred, Margaret, anything. Um, and it could be, uh, let's see here, some of the, the definitions that Ernest used were the thing itself, universal intelligence, divine creator, source, alpha, God, spirit. And then he says, whatever, you name, whatever name you want to call it, it doesn't have any preference. It doesn't have any human liking or disliking for anything. It, all, it is all good. It's absolutely all good. And what Reverend Larry said last week was what it's not what we believe that it's not. It is not uh, a white man in the sky with a beard deciding what is good and what is not good in your particular individual life. Um, it just does not. That's not who this, this God of our understanding is. <clears throat> what it is is omnipresent, which means that it is literally present everywhere. It is omniscient, means, uh, meaning that it's all-knowing. All intelligence is in, through, and as this something, whatever it is. Um, It is omnipotent, meaning that it's all-powerful. So omnipresent, omniscient, and omnipotent. Larry's homework last week was to invite those of you who dared uh, come out in the the storm, in our snowstorm, Um, those of you who were here, the homework was to have you define for yourself what that God thing is. And some of you may have done that on your life journey, but it's, it might be good to revisit your definition. 
So your individual definition that you personally believe about this something is really important. Not your mother's, not your father's, not a teacher, not some minister, yours. Your personal, when you sit with your heart, what is this something to you? Because how your life evolves will be determined by what you believe about this something, this power that's in you. So if you believe that life is good, then your life is going to be pretty darn good. If you believe it's not, if you believe this something is not for you, that there's some evil out there, then that's what's going to show up in your life. So as Ernest Holmes says, there is one life back of, in, and through all that lives. There is no separation. So that, that power that we talk about, that omnipresence of the infinite, is literally, literally, quite literally, what you are. There is no difference between what you're made up of, except the molecular structure, and that of Pluto or Mars or the moon or anything else. There's only one out of which everything was made, and it was made out of what it was, so therefore everything that is made from it, by it, as it, has the same properties or qualities. Something, there's nothing, and then there's something. So this something came out of that which was nothing. Are you all with me? (laughs) So, so So what happens is difficult to wrap your head around that, isn't it? I mean, we hear, we know it here. Yes, it's very easy to understand that A plus B equals C. But here, I don't know, not so much especially by the behavior that we see all of us performing on a daily basis. We don't quite get that. You know, there's somehow a disconnect between this power that's flowing through us, and then somehow it gets skewed in the middle, and it goes awry. And then what shows up through this human form that we have been so gifted with? So, most of you are aware of the phenomenal power of water as it continuously wears away whatever it is touching on a continuous basis. And you can observe it in a canyon. It's wonderful to go to the Grand Canyon and just be in awe of the power of that Colorado River as you look down the depth of that canyon and you wonder how in the world did this, well, millions and millions of years, it wore away the rock, the solid rock that was in, you know, indestructible, (laughs) it wore it away after all these years, and then we have this amazing canyon. Or you look at great dams like Bonneville, for instance, on the Columbia, and the power of that water moving through that dam to create electricity for all of us to use. And yet when you look at water, it's invisible. It's soft. It's soothing. It's life-affirming, and it's life-sustaining. Just like spirit, just like spirit. Where does the power come from? Where does that power that flows through that water come from? That power is the same power that's in you. And how does water get to the bottom of the Grand Canyon and wipe away all of that rock? Consistently and repetitively. 
It's the uninterrupted flow or the, unin, uh, the uninterrupted drip. If it's in your bathroom sink at night, sooner or later it's going to wear away the porcelain. And I'm sure many of you have been in places where it has worn away the porcelain. <clears throat> I've lived in some of those places. Ernest Holmes said, there is a power for good in the universe greater than you are, we are, and we can use it. So if we're this power, which I believe we are, and the expression of life, which is all there is, is moving through us, how are we using it? How are you using it in your life? I think, today especially, we must begin to put God first. We haven't done so well, it seems to me, in some areas of life by putting the secular life first. So I'm inviting us today to begin to put God first. How much of your day is spent pushing, pulling, prodding, trying to muscle your way into whatever it is that you think you want? We all want things to go our own way, don't we? I do. I mean, if everything went my way, there would be peace everywhere. I would always get what I wanted. Don't you want what you want? Everybody wants what they want. Everybody does. That's just the nature of being human. But I'm learning that the more detached that I am from the outcome, the more present I can be right here, right now with what is going on, the less resistant that I am to what's going on around me, the more content I am, the more fulfilled I feel the more I allow life to happen. And even if they don't turn out exactly the way that I would have designed, and then I were talking about this at the break, even if I served you peas instead of corn, you wouldn't have minded peas if you didn't know that I was serving corn in my head. Um, But I'm learning that that's much more satisfying to me. When I try to exert my will the more frustrated I become, and then the more impatient I become, and then the more unkind I become, and the more curt I become, or the more sarcastic I can be. And any of you relate to any of those kinds of behaviors? A couple over here. Um, The Tao says, to the mind that is still, the whole universe surrenders. When we are fully available, there is an opening for new thoughts, freedom for new opinions, and a way of clear opening to know God. To to the mind that is still, the whole universe surrenders. When we're fully available, there is an opening for new thoughts. So how available are you? How available are you for this flow of life that is so powerful coming through you? We all say that we have an open mind and an open heart. What does that really mean? It's just a variation on a theme that's already there? Is it a nicer package? What does that mean to have an open heart and an open mind? It's very challenging to have an open heart and an open mind. But that's what the invitation is. That's what the invitation is in that song, to be an instrument. To be an instrument means you are an open channel for that flow to come through you, 
to come through you easily without any glitches along the way. The universe is fluid. It is always changing. It expresses one form one minute and another form the next. So how is this power that is flowing through you working in your life? How is it it showing up as you? There's an old saying in Science of Mind, treat and move your feet. Treat, meaning do a spiritual mind treatment, do an affirmative prayer, but then take action around that. Move that. Take that place where, where you affirm the truth of who you are. You affirm what life is about through you. And then you act that way. You don't just wait for it to show up like a miracle. You know, every what we call normicals. You know, a normical is acting the way you know yourself to be, and then everything flows comfortably and easily as it's normal. There's, an, there's a place for us to remember who we really are. There's a time for us to remember who we really are and to act from that knowing, to allow that sacredness to come through and express who we really are. Trust, trust completely that life is flowing through us perfectly every moment, every single moment, no matter what it looks like. Because of that moment of what it looks like now, which is maybe undesirable to you, is preparing the way for something magnificent to show up, preparing you to be the receptor for something that is beyond your wildest imagination. But without that little glitch in your get along, you wouldn't have been able to receive it because you wouldn't have recognized it because all that stuff was covering up you. So who you are from the inside must shine through all of this stuff that's in the way. There's an old Chinese proverb, when the root is deep, there is no reason to fear the wind. When the root is deep, there is no reason to fear the wind. So... You know I like questions. So So how firmly rooted are you in your spiritual beliefs? How grounded are you in knowing that you're already whole? That you're already perfect? How grounded are you in that? Do you live from that place of knowing? Do you really, 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 in your heart of hearts, believe that those challenges that you're having in your life are opportunities? Do you truly embrace the belief that your thoughts are creating your reality? And if you really believe that, are you really watching what you're thinking about? Are you really checking in with what's going on here? Are you really putting God first? You're in a spiritual community, so obviously you have some interest in living a spiritual life. That's what we call ourselves, spiritual living. Are you living it? Or are you just thinking about living it? Or you just have this idea about living it? Spiritual living means living from a spiritual place. So if you're going to live from a spiritual place, you must put God first. Ta-da! It's a (laughs) no-brainer. 
So when you put God first, what does that mean? You have to go back to your definition of what your God is for you. Because God only works in your life through you. Through, through your deciding what is that. Not somebody else, not your friend, not your teacher, not anybody. Just you. And how do you find out what that is? You practice listening. You listen to your own heart. You listen to your own thinking, not your ego thinking, not that I wanna, uh, not that one. It's you listen. You listen and become an instrument for that voice to come through you and speak to you. And what is it at the very depth of your being? What is it saying? How is it that for you to be an instrument of its peace, how does that show up in your life? How do you show up when that's playing out? What is your song to sing? So you practice, you practice listening and let go of that group mind, let go of that television or that whatever it is going on in the world out there. This morning, or not yet this morning, it was yesterday, I guess it was, I was watching something on Facebook about Ellen DeGeneres receiving the People's Choice Award for the umpteenth time. And what she said was, all she's doing is practicing kindness. And what the world needs more of is kindness. For us to be kind to one another, recognizing who we really are. Every single being in this room right now is a God being. Is an individualized person expressing God. That's it. Everybody here. No exceptions. (laughs) None. (laughs) And all over the world, there aren't any exceptions either. I was talking to someone at the break about she was having difficulty with all the the things that were going on in the world, with Syria and Afghanistan and all of that. And, And I said, and she wanted to know what she could do. And I said, well, the first thing you do is you look here. Where are you having difficulty with a family member? Where are you having difficulty with a neighbor? Where are you in your own heart having difficulty with yourself? Where is the kindness you're giving to yourself? Where is the love you're giving to yourself as a being of God? Because that's what's coming through you. That's what's flowing through you, is that power and presence of the divine. I was having a a conversation with, well, actually, I was listening to a friend the other day as we were driving, and she was talking about herself and this thing that she's having going on in her life. And finally, I just said, stop. I said, do you hear what you're saying about yourself to yourself? And she went, oh, yes, yes, yes. And I said, wait, let's stop. You would not say to me what you are saying to yourself. And she said, well, no, I wouldn't. I said, well, what are you, chopped liver? (laughs) You know, I said, you, you the being right there next to me, you know, you deserve kindness. You deserve your best thoughts. You deserve kindness by the words that you're speaking to yourself all the time. It isn't for someone else to give them to you. It's for you to give them to you as you are. 
So when we use language, let's be conscious of the language we use. Because every word that's coming out of my mouth, every word that's coming out of your mouth is sacred. Because you're speaking God's language. God can only speak through you. So when you use terms like I can't, I won't, blah, 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 all of that is an untruth. It's just a flat out lie. So thinking about the language that you're using, align it with your higher self. Words have power because they aren't just sounds or symbols. They're not just, you know, writing on a piece of paper or words that are written in a book. They begin in consciousness and they reflect what's in your heart and what's in your mind. They don't just all of a sudden form in your brain and then come out of your mouth. There's a long, it's like relationships don't form in an instant. Neither does that language that we're using. So to pray without ceasing, that's what we want to get to, the place of knowing that everything we say is sacred. Everything we do is holy. Sandra Clark, the manager of our bookstore, has a wonderful tagline at the end of her emails, and it says, he who sings prays twice. So that's what Linda's doing every time she's singing or the band when they're playing. They're singing twice or praying twice or three times or four times or however many times she sings the song. So when we think about the language we're using, we're actually saying prayers with every word. So when you use positive, uplifting words or language, it takes you to where you want to be because in your heart, in your heart of hearts, that's where you want to be. You want to come from and be in a peaceful place, a joyful place. So when you use language that's a, that affirms that, and affirmation just means to raise in value, when you use language that raises or praises, then you're coming from that God self. Is this making sense to, the, to all of you? Are you willing to do this as spiritual beings living a spiritual life? This is your charge, because nobody else is going to come and do it for you. You're the only one who can do it. And guess what? You have all the power. The power that created the sun is flowing through you. So there isn't anything that you're lacking. Nothing, absolutely nothing that you're lacking. Everything you need, you already have. All that is necessary is for you to open to that possibility of identifying who you really are and saying, yes, I love myself. Yes, I approve of myself. Yes, I am phenomenal. I am the expression of God right here, right now, in this moment. So begin to root yourself in your spiritual practice. If you don't have a spiritual practice, I really encourage you to start one every day, every morning. Start your day with that practice. Spend time in the silence. It doesn't have to be a long time. If in the beginning, after a while, you kind of want to stay there longer. But in the beginning, start with just five minutes. Start with just five minutes and just lit, sit in the silence. Affirm who you are by reading some uplifting material. And it doesn't matter if it's science of mind, doesn't matter if it's earnest, could be anyone, any, by any writer. Ancient, new, doesn't matter. Just something that's uplifting. Connect with your unity and oneness with the infinite. 
practice giving. Practice giving. Give something every day. Something of yourself, a kind word, a smile. Even when you go to the grocery store, remember who that that checker at the grocery store is. A godling. Everywhere you look now, you're going to see godlings everywhere. They are everywhere. (gasps) Everywhere you look, there's another one. Oh my God, look at that. There's a whole parcel of them. (laughs) So... So by doing your spiritual practice, you take those, those roots and you put them deeper, deeper into that place where your God self lives. And as you do that, you anchor yourself in the truth of your own being, and those roots go deeper so that you're not stopped or run over when life brings a boulder into your life. Nothing shakes you, maybe for a moment, but not for very long because you're rooted and angered in who you truly are. And in closing, I want to read a poem by Hafiz, who is a Sufi poet. Some of you know Hafiz. He's one of my favorites because he has just this sweet sense of joy about him. And he says this, now is the time. Now is the time to know that all you do is sacred. Now why not consider a lasting truce with yourself and God? Now is the time to understand that all your ideas of right and wrong were just a child's training wheels to be laid aside when you can finally live with tenacity and love. Hafiz is a divine envoy whom the beloved has written a holy message upon. My dear, please tell me, why do you still throw sticks at your heart and at God? What is it in that sweet voice inside that incites you to such fear? Now is the time for the world to know that every thought and action of yours is sacred. This is the time for you to deeply compute the impossibility that there is anything but grace. Now is the season to know that everything you do is sacred. Let us pray. So we come into that internal place of awakened awareness. Breathe into that deep place of love. Breathe into that knowing, internal knowing, that speaks to us so often in the stillness, in the stillness of the early dawn, in the stillness of the lateness of evening as we contemplate what has happened during our day, recognizing that it is all the activity of the divine, that one source, that one substance, that one creative aspect, which is God, Spirit, Fred, Margaret, Susan, Larry, all God, everyone, a God being everyone made up of the same God stuff. And so I affirm that this essence of life itself flows through and as me, flows through and as each person here today, these beautiful godlings in this room today, filled up with such love, filled up with such joy, filled up to overflowing with that fluidity of spirit to change and alter and move in such a way that the expansion of life expresses itself through each one with such ease, grace, and delight. 
So I am knowing for each person here today that there is a deep willingness to be that spiritual being that each one knows he or she is. That there is that deep sense of connection in the heart and the mind of each person here to truly be open to what wants to express through each person here today. And it does so with ease, delight, and joy. So I am knowing that life just affirms itself over and over and over again through each one of us as we share in kindness and in love this life that we so preciously give to life itself so it may express itself more of what it is. And so in gratitude, knowing this is absolutely the truth in my own heart, in my own mind, that the reality that we are creating today is the only reality that exists. For it is love that we are a part of. It is love that we are expressing. It is love that wants to be expressed through us. And so I affirm that we do that in ease, in safety, and in joy. And so I give thanks for all of this. I just let it be, and together we say, and so it is. Mm. Mm. Namaste. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 and 11 a.m. every Sunday. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and to make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at www.pcsl.us donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.